Gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton, right here on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton of Linksfield Shul. And we start a new year of shows. We look forward to, please God, explore themes of happiness and themes of joy and themes of freedom and themes of redemption. Unfortunately, in the last few years, we've had to explore many other themes. And the prayer is that as we enter this new semester, that we can explore themes that don't necessarily, don't focus on pain. And that is because we pray that pain will leave us, that we will enter better times, that we will enter times of peace. You know, the year obviously starts Rosh Hashanah, but we'll take any fresh start. Um, Jewish calendar year started a few months ago, but as it is the beginning of the school year and the beginning of the new term, we could always aim for a fresh start, for new things, for good things, and that's my prayer for each and every one of us. So today's show, I, uh, I, I would like to focus on lighter issues. When I mean lighter, I don't mean fluffier and easier. I just mean more upbeat rather than, you know, the kind of show that I felt all too often was in the last few years was like you're sitting in the trenches and you're trying to just find a ladder that you could grab onto and start getting yourself out of it. And the, obviously the the trench is, is, is all in the mind. And reality is all in our minds. Meaning that what we feel about reality is a perspective. So with the optimism that many people are feeling at fresh starts, I hope you're feeling that. I believe that the headspace is a little lighter and, and long may it last. So with that introduction, I want to take you back to the song we just played. It was a magnificent song that was made public about 20 years ago by A.B. Rottenberg, but recently redone by two brothers, incredible, incredible singers, each one of them, that really share a story. This is Shalom and Yankee Lemmer. And it tells the story of post-World War II with survivors coming back to the city of Vilna in, in Lithuania. And they're trying to recreate in somewhat the world that was. And it's impossible. You know, everyone's decimated. The shul they're in to celebrate because it was Simchas Torah, 1946, I believe. Um, they're, they're in the show, they're celebrating, and the, it's, it's dead. There's bullet holes all over the place, there's bloodstains, it's a mess. And they just look back and they see a world torn apart. And then suddenly they see two children, and they put those children on their shoulder, and, the, and with putting the children on their shoulder, that's how they're able to celebrate the freedom and believe that we can dance round and round in circles knowing that better times are ahead of us. 
And for me, when I think about this question, when I think about this theme, I, I really explore, you know, this new year. Obviously, nobody's coming out of a Holocaust, but there's always a, a, a lesson you could learn. And that is, what is the future? What is the thing that gives us hope to continue dancing, dancing around is our children. And although in many ways our children have suffered more than anybody else on this COVID lockdown, I do believe and I'm, I am confident in, and they've shown it, their incredible resilience, that they are the promise of a better future. They're the promise of a way to recreate. It's incredible how much resilience children have, and sometimes I wish that us adults can have that resilience as well, to bounce back, to fly, to soar, to, you know, rush back into school, even though school has been a complicated place, to rush back to school, many kids went back this morning, and to believe that fun and, and, and friendship and good things are coming, and, you know, letting their dreams soar again. And I believe that each and every one of us can do so well if we can adopt this optimism and this faith in our life. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Yafzin, and this is the Fabrengen on the Soul to Soul Network. This is the Fabrengen with Rabbi Levi Yafzin on 101.9 Chai FM. This is Rabbi Levi Yafzin on 101.9 Chai FM, and here we are, beginning of a new school year, Beginning of hopefully better news, fresh news, exciting news, open borders, most importantly, a time of redemption, a time of clarity, a time that we can see and feel and be sensitive to the messages of life. Because, yes, a person can live in a reality that's technically free, COVID-free, and still be totally imprisoned, totally locked up. And that happens because prison, freedom, they're all perspectives. They all happen in your mind. Recently, I was preparing a course on the topic of living freedom and doing the research. It's a theme that's obvious, it's obvious, but doing the research in various sources in Judaism, it was fascinating to me to really explore that freedom. And what we mean freedom, we don't only mean it in the literal sense. But the idea of not being limited, the idea of being authentic happens all in your mind. And in the last two years, we fell back into a different mindset, and that is freedom is outside of us. I remember exploring it on shows years back before COVID, before lockdown was a word. It was always a word, but a word that meant anything to anybody. Um, I remember exploring the, the idea that in ancient times, our parents, grandparents, I know that feels ancient <laughs> for people who every six months is a new generation. Um, in our time, where Google's not even 25 years old and it feels like it's dominated our life. In our parents, in our grandparents' generation, the enemy was often without. The anti-Semite, the poverty, the disease, the world issues, World War One, World War Two, communists, etc., etc. When you think about what our grandparents lived through a hundred years ago, seventy-five years ago, and beyond that, 
very often a big part of their enemy was outside. Then we enter the time where the, <clears throat> where the enemy was within. The enemy was in our own head. The last two years, we allowed ourselves to fall into the narrative that the enemy is outside. The government, when they're going to allow us to go outside again, will be free. When when the vaccine works, we'll be free. When this happens, we'll be free. Well, that, and slowly but surely, we built up the narrative that the enemy is without. But with the fourth wave of siding, and please God, the last, it's important to remind ourselves, to recalibrate ourselves and remember that even though, yes, there's been challenges outside of us, ultimately, the biggest challenge is within the the control of our own mental health, the control of our own focus, to make sure we're thinking straight, to make sure that our heads, our hearts are aligned for the ultimate perspective. You know, everyone knows the word kosher, and often the word kosher is used in the context of food, that kosher food is the right food for you. It aligns with your system. It's what your body needs. But there's also kosher perspectives and non-kosher perspectives. And obviously there are things that are appropriate and inappropriate, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about kosher and the fact that it's effective versus non-kosher, that it's ineffective. It's not what you need. To make sure that we have in our mind, to make sure that we're digesting, thinking, and processing ideas that are effective, that keep us sane, that keep us focused, that keep us grounded, that keep our anxiety somewhat in check. In the last two years, often for the sake of safety, we've allowed our bodies to be safe while risking everything else. And no, I'm not a, I'm not a medical professional, not claiming to our emotional health, our intellectual health. We need to be able to approach this year more grounded, more focused, knowing where we're going, having perspective. Otherwise, we can literally lose our plot. And there's nothing worse than a person who's in their body free, but in their heart, in their mind, is totally locked up. So many people, when they come out of prison, after being there for a long time, they struggle to reintegrate. And at home, we have a book by uh, Shalom Mordechai Rubashkin, who's a a Jew who was unjustly imprisoned many uh, for quite a few years, and about four years ago was released by a presidential pardon in America. And he wrote a book, and he describes his life in prison. And he says, you know, so many people come out of prison and they struggle to reintegrate. And he says the reason he was able to reintegrate into society, in his words, I was never in prison in the first place. When I was there, nobody owned me. So when I'm out, nobody owns me. They felt they owned me. They told me what to do, where to go. But in my mind, I was the freest of free. I allowed my mind to take me wherever I wanted to take. I allowed my heart to feel whatever I wanted it to feel. And because I was never enslaved in my eight years in prison, I'm no longer enslaved. Definitely not when I'm out of prison. That's a very powerful perspective. The idea that thought creates us. Our reality is based on our perspectives. And we are often flippant in what reality we allow ourselves to create. And seemingly justifiably so. Yes, there's a lot of things bringing anxiety. There's real terrorists. There's real struggles. But eventually, slowly but surely, when we allow that narrative to define us, that becomes our reality. And that's truly the greatest exile of all. 
the greatest jail. I want to give another example. It's a sensitive topic, but I think it's important to explore. You know, poverty. Poverty is a real thing in our community. Poverty is a real thing all around the world, unfortunately. And, you know, being in the rabbinate and often dealing with people who are in financial struggle, I've realized there's two very different people within that category. There's people who maybe don't have money in their pocket, but still have a wealthy perspective, or at least a middle-class perspective. In other words, they're grounded. They they haven't become too used to receiving. They have this ambition to get out of it. Their goal is to climb out of the mess as soon as possible. They They still have the pride that, not an unhealthy pride, but a healthy pride that sits there saying, I want to get back on my feet. I want to be able to live the life that I could earn my living, etc. And unfortunately, you find people who go through financial struggles, but instead of it being a temporary situation, it becomes a permanent situation in their mind. And five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line, they'll struggle to break out of it. And it's not because of circumstances outside of them. It's because it's circumstances in their own head. They started thinking poor. You know, there's this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But that really is the difference between wealth and middle class. Over here, I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about a poverty mindset. A mindset that sits there saying, I have no options. Nobody's ever going to help me. I have, I, I cannot get out of this mess. My situation is locked in. I will never solve it. I am literally in a hole and I'll never get out of it. That is the worst poverty mindset because circumstances do change. And many people who've gone through tough times can literally reinvent themselves and become incredibly successful. But it only happens if you don't believe that your financial situation defines you. But when you start buying into it and you totally buy into that narrative, it's so sad. I've dealt with quite a few people where you try to help them, you try to not only give them money in their you know, pocket, but you try to just offer some basic guidance that they could get out of the situation. Here's a job opportunity. No, I'm never going to do it. It's not going to work. Why don't you do this? So here, I'll pay for your therapy to, to upgrade your marriage. That it, That's not poisonous as well. No, no, never mind. My marriage is what it is. In other words, you kind of give in to a life that's second best of what you can achieve. And that is an incredible exile. And again, financial struggle is a real thing. The Torah tells us, unfortunately, as we live in our life, there will always be struggling people who struggle financially. But it doesn't mean we have to struggle in our head. Yeah. If we need, if, 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 if we need to get out of a situation, we do what we can, but we don't allow it to define us. We st- we lose hope. We don't see options. Everything, everyone's against us. I can't solve anything. I had a person recently reached out. The, their issue was so simple to solve. It wasn't a money situation, but having lived in a mindset that the world's out to get me for so long, they literally could not see the wood for the trees. They could not see that there's any option. The moment they just said, you know, help me, suddenly we were able to show this person, wow, there's so many options. But for years, this person was struggling, thinking there are no options. The world 
does not have opportunities for me. No one wants to help me. Those narratives are true slavery narratives. They're like the ultimate lockdown narrative, the lockdown of the mind. Think what lockdown does. Lockdown, it's like your freedom of movement is confined. So how about freedom of thought? Is that confined? This year, no matter what comes our way and we plan for great stuff, can we commit to ourselves that we will do our best? Obviously, we're only human and we have our ups and downs, but that we will do our best, that we will allow our mind to stay free, that we will allow our mind to 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 believe in better times. And we will allow our mind to still explore, to still transcend, to not just be uh, the mind of a, a mammal, to not, not just be the elliptic brain and, you know, just focus on survival. In recent years, it would become so clear in neuroscience that we have different parts of our brain. And there's the part of the brain, which is literally the reptilian brain. It's there just to survive. But there's also the emotional part of the brain, there's the creative part of the brain, the analytical, etc. But for many, we've literally locked ourselves in for the last two years into the reptilian brain. It's just about surviving. It's just about, you know, studying the numbers. When are we going to get out of this? But the idea of being able to explore life beyond that, to be able to explore ideas experiences that are not simply COVID-related, that transcend our physical situation, is something that we must hold on to. Our mind can take us anywhere. You can be a world tourist in your mind. You can be the world's biggest academic in your mind. I'm not saying in the fantasy way. Convince yourself you're an Einstein. No. You could teach yourself anything you want. You can have with your friends and family the most incredible emotional connections. But if I am locking myself into a very narrow world, I will not yet take, I will not have the opportunity to experience that. And that is a shud, as they say in the classics in Yiddish. It's a shud. It's unfair to ourselves to limit the human experience, to limit the human capacity to a small, narrow life but rather to bring back to our optimism. You know, as our children start school, our grandchildren, to just believe, just like they, as they walk into the first day of school, there's a sense of hope to believe. And the way we believe is when we choose to not allow our mind to be dominated by the news cycle, to not allow our, our mind to be simply in the service of my survival. My reptilian brain will do what it has to do. It will keep me alive. But I have to transcend so much bigger and so much higher if I am to soar in this year. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson of League Sfielchel. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. Who said ads aren't entertaining? I just learned that accounting could be fun. Huh? Who knew that? Learn new things every day. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's go back to the topic at hand, which is not accounting. And it's really the the gift, the freedom to, to see beyond. You know, tomorrow the Jewish world is going to be commemorating 
72 years of Lubavitcher Rebbe's leadership. Ever since he took on the position of leadership of the Chabad movement and really changed the course of Jewish history in terms of how we see each other, in terms of, you know, bringing the Jewish community closer, bringing it to Torah and mitzvahs, etc., etc. And to think that the Rebbe really launched this movement five years after the Holocaust, 1950, 1951. You know, the Holocaust is not that far back, which often we tend to forget. I feel like you're like, yeah, it's ancient history. It's not. As I tell people, I lost an uncle in the Holocaust. He was a young baby. Died from war as the parents ran away. Died from starvation and typhus, etc. as the parents ran to the Far East, my grandparents. So, you know, the, the Holocaust decimated the Jewish world. And five years later, there was this narrative out there that if we just stay alive, that will be an accomplishment. But the idea that the Jewish world can ever dream of thriving, of putting up menorahs in street corners and celebrating our Judaism, to be able to be proud, even in the face of anti-Semites, to not allow the the haters to define our own self-narrative. Whoever dreamed that? And yet for today, we take that pretty much for granted. The idea that you could walk around feeling Jewish and it's your right. And I have to say that's one of the big blessings of South Africa, that the Jewish community over here, I feel, doesn't fully appreciate is how how free we are. And yes, there is a bit of anti-Semitism, but compared to any other Jewish community in the world, I would venture to say. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. Not sure what happened there, but ultimately what we're exploring here is the idea that after World War II, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, 72 years ago tonight, came and really offered a narrative to the Jewish community of optimism, of our best days are ahead of us, that we can not only feel nostalgic for the world that was pre the war, but we can feel optimistic that we will build something even more beautiful. And when you look at the Jewish world today, you know, with all its complexity and and dynamics, it is a vibrant, beautiful community, more Torah study than ever before, Jews coming back um, to themselves, you know, really returning to what they, what their, their authentic self truly feels connected to. And it's, despite the challenges of our time, I think it's an incredible time to be alive. And especially as a Jew, and as I was saying, I'm not sure if I was cut off while I was saying this, one of the big gifts I find of living in South Africa is the incredible freedoms that we have over here and the very little anti-Semitism. I'm not saying it's non-existent, but nothing nearly in comparative to any other community in the world our size. We live in an incredibly you know, accepting community, and I think that's an incredible gift that we have over here to be able to truly live our authentic selves and to be liberated. But back to what we were exploring throughout the show, you could only feel liberated if you think liberated. You could only feel like the best days are ahead of you 
if you actually buy into narratives that tell you that. You know, I was listening to somebody who who was talking about his faith in God. And he says he doesn't believe in God. But, you know, like the famous wager, he made the wager that even if he doesn't believe in God, it's worth it. In other words, it's worth to choose to believe even if maybe in the, at the core he doesn't because it led him to a better life. I would say that even if you don't feel optimistic about the future, even if you feel, Ayve, another variant's coming out, Ayve, things are going to get worse, Ayve, liberty's going away, and the politics is taking over, and radicalism, even if you buy into all those narratives, you could choose to ignore them and buy into a different narrative, because it will be self-serving that way. It will make you happier. And we can choose what narrative. We don't have to be, you know, what pessimists often call themselves realistic. I'm not saying you have to be in denial, but you could be a bit beyond reality. You can dream a better reality because only when you dream better realities do you create them. If all you can think about is the, the reality of today and even that you're thinking from a negative bend, then you're limiting you're limiting the future. You're limiting what can truly happen. So therefore, it is so, so important for each and every one of us to make sure that we never, ever, we, that we don't lose our narrative, that we don't lose the the challenge, the calling of our time. And that is to stay above the fray, stay beyond, transcend the challenges, believe, believe with all our hearts, believe with all our minds and focus that we will live the best lives possible and that truly our best days are ahead of us. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 Chai FM. Actually creating this show was a whole challenge in itself and a, uh, a pretty much the theme I was talking about because um, I decided to do the show from the home. Sometimes I do it from the office. Today I did it from home. And then the kids came home, and it was first day, and there was a lot to unpack, so it was a lot of screaming. So then I moved it to my phone. I go out to, my, to you know, walk in my garden and do the show from the garden, and then it starts pouring rain. And then I have to go into the house and start running around from room to room to find a space that's somewhat quiet and do the show. And yet, here we are. Somewhat we made it through the show, you know, that that brings out the point. Stay free. No matter what the circumstances are outside of you, just stay free, run around, make it work. And and always, always, as they say in, in the sport linker, keep your your eye on the ball. To make sure for the for this year, for the coming months, that no matter what comes our way, and we pray for good things, but you know, only Hashem knows what he has in store for us to keep our anchor solid, to not wobble every time we have to go through a dip. It's not it's not healthy for us. It's counterproductive. It's not healthy for our families. The amount of people telling me about the anxiety in their families literally hitting the roof. And I ask myself, yes, we're saving our bodies, but we're destroying our marriages. We're saving our bodies but we're destroying our sanity. There has to be a balance. And 
you know, like everything in life, you go from one extreme to the other. So obviously uh, when COVID came in, we went from one extreme to the other. We were never used to this idea of living in a pandemic. But after two years, friends, we need to find a way that keeps us healthy in body, in spirit, in mind, in heart, our full selves. And I don't have any easy answers. I don't know if there are any easy answers, but hard answers don't mean they don't exist means each and every one of us has to find our balance. But to make sure that this year, not only do we survive it in a physical sense with Hashem's help and with us being cautious, but that we survive it mentally, that our homes are more peaceful and blissful than ever, that we truly believe that better days are ahead of us. I finished today's show with this awesome Yehuda Green song, the Rebbe is done. A nice melody. This is 101.9 Chai FM. Have a great day.